position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to, uh... Episode number 77 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on uh, Saturday, April 16th, 2016, 2016-04-16 at uh, 3.27 a.m. Pacific Standard Time out here on ye old left coast. And, uh, wow, got, uh, I thought today, I thought this week was going to be a fairly pedestrian show, but no, as is commonly the case, just when I think that, uh, uh, yeah, you know, we can phone this one in, uh, slammed with, with stuff to talk about. So let's get straight to our top stories. Um, first of all, I'm not sure what's going to happen, uh, next week with this show, cause I will be at, uh, Linux Fest Northwest in beautiful Bellingham, Washington. Um, exactly this time next week. Actually, I'll be leaving on Thursday night. Uh, and won't be coming back until after the show. So we'll, we'll see. There might be, um, there may be another episode next week. I might do an episode in between so I don't have to worry about the podcast in Bellingham or I may actually just fucking record a podcast on the road. Anyway, that's just a heads up. 
in either case, um, any of, for whatever the situation may be, uh, we will be talking about next week a game that I've been, I've enjoyed immensely this week, uh, Honey Cam Studio. Uh, anyway, so that's Linux Fest Northwest and, you know, the show update out of the way. Other thing, a game called Planetoid Pioneers was released, uh, yesterday, the day I was preparing, you know, it's like eight hours ago, um, to do the podcast. And it looks really cool. It looks like it, um, it has like a built in editor, stuff like that, insane support for the Steam Workshop and wants to make all of this stuff easier. And it was not an inexpensive game either. It's called Planetoid Pioneers. However, it was 40 bucks. However, um, I can't get it to run on either of my Linux systems. Won't run on Linux Mint. Won't run on, uh, I couldn't get it to run on my Ubuntu, Ubuntu Mate box. So, that is going to be omitted from bump dum Brings us to our new and noteworthy section. We only have two titles this week, um, because several other titles that I got this week were also eliminated by the same way that Planetary Pioneers was. Like, I, I, you know, it says I'm playing the game, crashes immediately to the desktop. Um, I've dealt with, like, this exact fucking problem before with other games, uh, in Linux. Um, you know, the, the solutions are various. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So, several, several other, if, if, if you're listening to this week's show going, why isn't this title in the newer note where you just came out and I love it? Well, it might be because I couldn't get the fucking run on Linux. Um, but anyway. That brings us to our new and noteworthy. Our first new and noteworthy is a game that it, it came out. Let me look at the store page. Ivor, come on. Ah, Jesus. Crack engineer Ivor Molina can't punch up anything on time, can you, Ivor? Our show, your preparation for the show is getting as drunk as possible as fast. Oh, wait, no, you're right. He's right. That's my preparation for the show. Anyway, um, this is not is our first title in our new noteworthy is called Marble Mountain M A R B L E M O U N T A N and uh it's billed as uh combines the retro gameplay of Marble Madness and Super Monkey Ball with the cinematic experience of Indiana Jones to deliver an exciting adventure anyone can play but with depth with, but with depth for gamers to master um, this came out on April 5th, 2016. Uh, I've played it for about an hour. It is $9.99. I am not overwhelmed with Marble Mountain. I love the premise. It does, um, it is highly reminiscent of, uh, of, uh, Marble Mountain. It is highly reminiscent of Marble Madness. However, one of the, well, anyway, we'll save our thoughts on Marble Mountain, possibly for a review along with our Honey Cam Girls feature, you know, next show. But for right now, it's new and noteworthy. It just came out on April 5th. It's $9.99. Um, I had fun with it for the first 45 minutes and I'll suspend further comment there. Our next, uh, new and noteworthy for this week is a game called, I love it how, like, how people who make these games, you know, especially in the independent community, uh, title them 
with with like just express an intentional animosity towards anyone who would ever have to um talk about the the their game on a podcast or show our next new and noteworthy is called Amaranthine AM Alpha Mega Alpha Robert Alpha Nintendo uh Toxic Henry Iota Nano Echo. Yeah, I'm really good at that whole military initialization shit, right? Yeah, it's our tertiary objective. Anyway, um Amaranthine. Amaranthine is let's go to the once again, Ivor Molina. We're gonna get fired this week. I'm kidding, Iwar. The show could not function without you. Amaranthine uh, builds itself as a dynamic horizontal scrolling shooter with procedurally generated elements. Travel through warp to the distant frozen planet and send a distress signal. Um, this came out April 6, 2016. And it's a side-scrolling space shooter. Um, it's procedurally generated. And if I see that word one more time, we gotta come up with new words for the same old stuff. Roguelike procedurally generated. Anyway, you've heard me say that on, on this show so many times now. I was probably making you sick. Anyway, it's a side-scrolling uh, shooter. It's one of those side-scrolling space shooters that is mouse-controlled, and uh, so far, I don't think there is even a secondary fire. Your second mouse button turns on auto-fire, so it's that kind of um, space shooter. I did find it very fun, though. You can upgrade your ship in between missions. I've only played it for like 13 minutes, and the big star of this game is that it is $2.99, apart from the fact that I think that it's infinite. Um, Amaranthine is $2.99. You can go a lot, a lot worse. So, yeah, you know, Amaranthine, you can go a lot worse than Amaranthine, you know, for inter- if you're looking for a space shooter, especially when it's infinite. So that's Amaranthine. Um, that brings us to, uh, I guess our feature this week. Our feature this week is a review. Um, oh, what's that I for? Oh, we have, oh, Ivor's got, Ivor says we have a new bumper for our feature segment. Let's, uh, go ahead, hit it, Ivor. Oh, my God, it's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! Well, well, that was interesting. Uh, what's that? Oh, uh, he says he hasn't worked all the kinks out of the artificial intelligence, uh, program that he has delegated the assignment of making those bumper segments to. But anyway, our feature this week is actually a, a full-blown review of Enter the Gungeon. And, uh, for those of you living under a rock, Enter the Gungeon is the critic, is the darling of all the critics and, uh, all the people who've played it. Uh, let's go to their store page here. Uh, that's, uh, Enter the Gungeon, G-U-N-G-E-O-N. Uh, so far, 2,617 people have reviewed it. It came out April 5th, 2016. It's one of those rare games where I have actually, even though in spite of its, you know, brand newitude, I have logged about 40 hours in the game and I am pretty prepared to deliver unto you a full review. First, let's, let's hear a little bit of their, uh, of their video. Legends Tale. Of an impregnable fortress, and in its depths lies a weapon of immeasurable power. Mm-hmm. A gun that can kill the past. A gun that can kill the past. Ah, uh, that's some good whiskey. Tons of guns. 
You get the picture. Tons of guns, enemies, and allies. A gun that can kill the past. Oh, one gungeon. One love man, one gungeon man. Okay, so here is my fucking full review. First of all, Enter the Gungeon is a procedurally generated top-down dungeon crawler. It is single player with local player only co-op. Um, it is, here's everything you need to know. It's top-down. It has like a kind of a retro Nintendo, um, you know, 16-ish bit, uh, kind of feel graphic-wise. Um, it, when you first you know, enter the gungeon, which by the way, I'm warning you now, if you want to go buy this game, you should know that once you enter the gungeon, you can never leave the gungeon. Um, it will consume you, but here, here's the actual factual bullshit. Um, so when you first boot it up, it look, when you first enter the gungeon, it looks kind of like, you know, this simple, you know, slap happy ish kind of shooter with, you know, roguelike, you know, permadeath and, you know, roguelike, uh, elements and, you know, it looks like kind of this throwaway game. Very simple throwaway game. Enter the Gungeon is the most complicated, uh, roguelike game, roguelike, roguelite, however you want to term it. It's the most complicated, procedurally generated shooter that I've played. I mean, you know, NetHack, of course, is way more complicated, but I, but that doesn't have, you know, graphics, not a shooter. Um, Enter the Gungeon, in spite of its, you know, slap-happy, um, you know, sense of not taking itself very seriously and blah, it is an incredibly complicated, very complicated, a uh, game that is filled with secrets. More guns than I could talk about. More items than I can talk about. Not too many different types of enemies, but 17 uh, different types of bosses. Um, the farthest I've gotten, and I have played the shit out of Enter the Gungeon, uh, out of 36 hours, the farthest that I have managed to get is, oh, shut up, Enter the Gungeon. Bad Ivor. Ivor said it was muted. The farthest that I've managed to get in Enter the Gungeon legitimately is to the end of the fourth level. Okay. The other thing that you need to know about Enter the Gungeon is that it is incredibly difficult. It is if you've played other, you know, rogue-like, you know, procedurally generated games from like the last, you know, two years, maybe you've played Risk of Rain. It's a, that's a side scroller. This is a top-down, demi-isometric dungeon crawler. Um, Risk of Rain ha- is a really hard game. It gets very difficult, um, and it gets progressively very difficult. Well, Enter the Gungeon takes that whole thing because I mean what are we looking for from a rogue what are we looking for from a procedurally generated game that is essentially more or less infinite you know we're not looking to beat the game necessarily we're looking to to get farther in the game than we had farther in the game than we than than we had on pri- 
previous attempts. The other great quality of rogue games um, is that they depend on you dying and losing all the time. It's, you know, one of the older not not rogue necessarily but and procedurally generated necessarily even, but it's one of the older oldest core design concepts in all of gaming that only by dying and retreat, uh, repeating retrying reloading, restarting and redoing it over again, uh, can you learn how to do it better and or cultivate the skills and understanding of the game necessary to advance your progress through it? I bring this up because a friend of mine mentioned, you know, he asked me if he should buy, Mr. Jeffy Wise asked me if he should buy Enter the Gungeon. He was about to pull the trigger on it. And Jeffy doesn't buy too many games and he's got a backlog of games that he hasn't played yet. And I, I, and I was like, well, look, I told him basically everything I just told you with an illustrative example involving how difficult it is to unlock the elevators and how complicated that alone has been and how it took me over 20 hours before I could unlock the first elevator, which allows you to skip the first level of the game. Um, I gave him, you know, basically everything I told, told, just told you about how difficult it is and an illustrative example of, of the complexity and depth of the game. And also, you know, he'd been filled with text messages from me about how much fun I'd been having playing the game and how addictive it was. It's impossibly, it's crazy addictive. Um, but I did warn him that it's really, 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 really difficult. And we'll talk more about the difficulty in a moment. But I'm bringing this up to you specifically because he countered with, oh, well, I can find cheats for it and stuff. And I just didn't really respond to that because there's no point in entering the gungeon. There's no point in playing any rogue if you're going to cheat. I mean, why would you cheat? Like what, to get to the end? Generally, there isn't an ending. Like generally, it just like starts over on the hardest difficulty level that you could possibly imagine if you ever get there. And you're never going to get there anyway. You know what I mean? Generally, like, so like what would be the point of of cheat codes for this? So I think that 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 piece of advice is something you – is might be something that people are overlooking as they recommend this game to just anyone. This is not a game for just anyone. This is a game for unbelievably hardcore hardcore um shooters fans of hardcore hardcore retro style shooters and kind of like people who really wished who have been wishing for a long time that there was a uh, a shooter game with graphics that also in a lot of ways approximated the level of complexity and depth that um the original rogues like NetHack um used to events um it is not a game for your average gamer it it is, and we'll talk, we'll talk about the difficulty. Uh, Ivor's holding up a big sign saying, talk about the difficulty, because Ivor's watched me play a significant amount of Enter the Gungeon. Um, yeah. The, the tricky thing about Enter the Gungeon is it's not an inexpensive game. It's $15. Uh, oh, and it is good. It is good. Um, what? They already have DLCs for this. 
Wow. Okay, that kind of sucks. Anyway, um, End of the Gungeon's $14 and I'm sorry, I got mesmerized there. Cause I'm like, what? Is $14.99. Um, and it will force you to obsessively play it over and over again. Those 40 hours, those 36 hours that I logged were logged in under, well under 60 hours. I'm going to say 50 hours I logged those 36 hours in. Yeah, it was a lost weekend. It was a lost, like, three days. I didn't sleep. I, pl- I could not stop playing the fucking game. It's very well made. It's very difficult. But here's the genius, and here's the secret genius of Enter the Gudgeon's difficulty, and it's something that I've heard no one else cover, and it's something I definitely want to mention. You know, apart from, like, the, the finely tuned combat, the incredibly difficult bosses, the great procedurally generated level design in opposition, the just unthinkable combinations of possible um, items that you can buy, find, equip, um, use, and the mind-bendingly enormous amount of guns and their strategic importance and complexity in terms of, like, the way they enable you to either sell them or, you know, which boss you want to use them on or when you need to use them or, you know, all this shit. It's a very complicated game. The greatest genius of Enter the Gungeon is that all of this, including the difficulty level, we're all familiar with like a rogue, you know, where like from level to level, it gets harder. Just the base difficulty, like the, 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 the base. So like if you were to beat, you know, level one instantaneously, the base difficulty level of the game would still be harder on level two. Regardless of whatever other factors that, you know, the spooky music that, uh, that the, the designers have, have programmed in to adjust to your skill level, you know, based off of your performance and shit like that. We're all accustomed to that. What is really new in terms of Enter the Gungeon is a sinister and creeping awfulness. And by awfulness, I mean it's really good. It's really effective. A sinister and creeping awfulness that is on one hand addiction and on the other hand sadomasochistic um torture and manipulation of you, the player. This is why if you enter the gungeon, there is no escape from the gungeon. What I'm talking about is there is a quiet, and by quiet, I don't mean silent. There is a quiet, self-adjusting difficulty factor to Enter the Gungeon. I have not read anything about Enter the Gungeon. I am almost positive that this is the case. Because as you play through the game, as you get farther and farther and unlock certain things, certain secrets become available, certain things become things that you can do that become essential game elements. These all happen very slowly at a glacial pace and make, you know, just only enhancing the game's difficulty level and even 40, I'm almost 40 hours in. There's still mysteries. There are still things that I see on the first level that I've never seen throughout any of the previous 40 hours, you know, blah, 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 and I'm still getting farther and farther in the game, and I know for a fact that there are, like, at least two major things that I have no idea how to do yet that other people know how to do, but I'm afraid to read any, you know, any facts or anything. But here's the the thing about the secret creeping difficulty level. 
Every time you die, you're presented with like, you know, a stats page of your performance at the very top. And there's no, there's no uh, description of it, uh, of the field next to it, except for a skull next to it. And next to that skull is a number. And I believe that that number is the, is the level of your character. It's the level of how difficult the dungeon has become. It's the new creeping base difficulty for when you start. What I'm trying to say here is, regardless of whether or not you get to level four and fight, you know, any of the two bosses, well, three bosses that I fought on the, well, actually four bosses that I fought on level four, and I've never been able to beat any of them. Regardless, I've never been to level five. Regardless of how often you get there or whatever and kill the boss or whatever, if all you ever do is die on level one, level one, the base difficulty for level one and for all subsequent levels slowly gets more difficult and more difficult. And what do I mean by that? I mean, first of all, enemies start shooting at you more. Second of all, there are more and different types of enemies. Third, more enemies are harder to kill, take more shots to die. Fourth, more, um, there will be more waves of enemies before clearing a room. Fifth, more, the more waves of enemies before clearing a room will become increasingly a better class of enemies not just not just um you know a different class of the same enemy but like enemies that you would like when you started out playing the game 36 hours before that you would only see on level 3 are now there at level 1 and then uh 6th more they get smarter their algos get tuned they start to really fucking make an active effort to totally annihilate you on top of that, everything else you expect from a rogue, you know, procedurally generated rogue shooter is there. The bosses are fabulous. The game is an unbelievable, I'm not going to say masterwork, but it is, it's close. Cause I mean, I can't remember the last time I played a game where I'm playing level one again for like, I wish that there, I, there was some way I could see the stats. Because I know for a fact that I played this game at one point for 20 hours straight. Um, almost 20 hours straight. It was like 15 hours straight, two hours sleep, fucking five hours, and then I had to go to work. Anyway, it's a, it's a masterwork. Fuck it. It's a masterwork. In terms of sadistically designed difficulty and, um, the, oh yeah, here's the other thing about that difficulty factor. And this is what makes it so sinister and why this game is so awesome. Level one, when you don't know anything and you've never played the game before, level one's pretty easy. Level two is kind of easy. I could do this. I can do this. And that's what makes it impossible to stop playing it. And then suddenly you realize that you've been there for literally 15 hours in one sitting and you have died you know, maybe, oh god, I don't know, it's it's hard for me to remember at this point, because now it takes about anywhere from, you know, 10 to 45 minutes for me to, for me to finally die in this game, so, and the game is such a different game from when, from what it was when I started playing, and that's the thing that really makes me say it's a masterwork. It's so easy to pick up, and it adjusts to you so slowly, 
that you barely even realize that you are fucked until you are so deeply fucked by this game until your balls deep 36 hours I do not want to hear anything from anyone about this fucking game because I got 36 hours invested in I'm gonna beat this motherfucker like Cesar at the end of fucking uh, 187 yeah you're gonna beat it Cesar you're gonna beat it so with that having been said I challenge anyone to enter the gungeon oh and I have a, a poem I wrote about enter the gungeon uh, for those of you who do not know uh I wrote a book of, I wrote several books of poetry, but one about video games, and it's coming out again, as it has been, quote unquote, coming out again, uh, on Amazon as an ebook for the first time, uh, you know, as it has for the last nine months. But we're really close, guys, we're really close. Uh, here's my poem, it's called Enter the Gungeon, that's a working title. I think I might want to call it, um, Reloading. But, and then, you know, specifically dedicated to Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon! My heart has many chambers, labyrinthine and seemingly random, but each turn of the cylinder reveals further the sinister logic, merciless in its simplicity. These crooked trajectories lead only one way, full bore and straight on, round and round we go. My heart has many chambers, yes. So I roll back the shells, take careful aim. Though sightless, just a muzzle flash marks anew this my shell turd life. <laughs> End of the gudgeon. Fifteen bucks, well spent. It will blow your mind out. Remember, and by the way, as a, as a, as a caveat to that, um, just one final note to our Enter the Gungeon review, and then we'll just, we'll blast through the deals. I know, Ivor, we've gone a little longer than I, I had anticipated. Uh, one final caveat to en- Enter the Dungeon. Remember that you entered the Gungeon trying to get a gun that would kill the past that no one has ever been able to claim. Meaning, ultimately, the only way to ever leave the gungeon is to get the gun that will kill the past so you never enter the gungeon in the first place. That's kind of how I feel about this review. Hope it helps. Consider consider your purchase wisely, my friends. Consider It is absolutely... To put think, to put this review in terms of uh, Best Links Games podcast traditional review history, it is not only absolutely worth, it is completely a steal at full fucking price of $15. The entertainment value will blow your mind! But it will, like the dark side, forever, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate you! <laughs> so, I throw down the gauntlet and challenge you all to enter the Gungeon, one of the finest games that, one of the, it's instantaneously a classic shooter, by the way. Um, just for the fact that it makes you replay it so often. Like, you get so good at this game. There's the way I, oh, only thing that sucks, no online multiplayer. Only, local only, local only multiplayer. So fuck you, Devolver, because they could have ruled the entire world. If this game had online multiplayer, do you think that this review would have 
would have warned you about the difficulty level? No. If this game had online multiplayer, I would be fucking telling you, get on, fucking enter the gungeon with me right now. And don't worry, you know, you can fucking hang around with me and we'll fucking level you up, you know, we'll, and I'll show you the ropes and we'll all enter the gungeon. You know, we'll have fucking four player multi. Oh my god, it would spread so fast. It would be such a fucking viral thing. But no, no online multiplayer. So that sucks. Fuck you, Devolver. You guys put out a great game, but you could have made, literally could have made $10 million over the next 12 months if if Enter the Gungeon had online multiplayer co-op multiplayer because then it would it would have just gone fucking viral out of your mind uh, you know oh well so that's Enter the Gungeon now we'll just do the deals uh San Sans uh music I guess I've already uh yeah oh yeah uh, I've always given me the time signal so here we go we have two really great deals for you that you should pick up before April 18th. We'll do those first, even though our third deal expires in under 24 hours. But our first two deals, one, Saints Row Ultimate Franchise Pack. This includes every Saints Row game ever made. I'm not sure if they've all been backported for um, Linux, but I do know that Saints Row 4 and uh, get the Get Out of Hell game whether that's a DLC or not is is up for debate. But anyway, I do know for a fact that those two games run great on Linux and they're two fabulous games. Two of the best, well, at least Saints Row 4 is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. And I've played them all almost. Um, and that this, and that this pack includes many, if not all of the downloadable content packs for Saints Row 4. Which make the game, if you've already beaten Saints Row 4, the downloadable content packs for Saints Row 4, at least the ones that were available when they launched for Linux, it was 20 fucking DLCs, and it made the game so crazy, it was awesome. Anyway, the Saints Row Ultimate Franchise Pack is what we're looking at, is now 55% off through April 18th at $14.28. Go pick that up. That is a fucking unbelievable deal, even if only Saints Row 4 and Gat Out of Hell run on your Linux machine. Go get it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. I'm not listening to it. Second second awesome deal of this week is Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions. One of my favorite games and one of my favorite shooter franchises of all time is Geometry Wars, specifically Geometry Wars 2 Retro Evolved. Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions isn't quite as good as Geometry Wars 2 uh, Retro Evolved, but Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions does take it into the third dimension and is one of the most intense shooters that I've ever played. Fight the shapes before the shape, before the fight shapes you. Ooh, damn, that should be a, fu- that should be their fucking motto. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Fight the shapes before the shapes fight you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fight the shapes before the before shape the fight. <laughs> I don't know. More whiskey, right? I more. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Anyway, it's a great shooter. You'll love it. Super action packed. Runs great on Linux. Uh, now through April eighteenth, Geometry Wars Three Dimensions, 
50% off, $7.49. That's one of those titles that doesn't go on sale all that often because, well, it's a great game. It's kind of a timeless title. They see absolutely no incentive to ever mark it down. And our third game is a game that I hesitated to add to the list because I have not played it, nor will I ever play it, but it's one of the most critically lauded and uh, fan and just general users love this game a lot. And one of the best-looking games, and so I've heard, available for Linux. Um in terms of modern uh, shooters, blah, Soma, S-O-M-A. The reason why I haven't played it, of course, is that it's a scary game. And I don't play scary games. Don't play puzzle games. Don't play scary games. Do not play Tower Defense, and there will be no survival horror on the Best Linux Games podcast unless it involves a lot of fucking better game than some... Survival horror is a genre should be struck down. But Soma... Under the sea, things get deader, down where it's wetter, take it from me, psychological horror all the time, you'll take your life before you, anyway, so yeah, that's Soma, Soma is 40% off, Soma never goes on sale, very rarely, uh, 40% off at $70.99, that's gonna end probably by the time you hear this podcast, it's now at 4 o'clock in the morning, let's see how many hours Soma has left, and then we will check out, let's see, Soma. S-O-M-A. $70.99. And just, you know, off the top of my head, that I think is the cheapest I've ever seen Soma being. Uh, it builds itself. It's from the creators of Amnesia, the Dark Descent, comes Soma, sci-fi horror game set below the waves of the Atlantic Ocean. Circle to survive a hostile world that will make you question your very existence. Overwhelmingly positive. 4,634 reviews. September 21st, 2015 was when it was released. And I cannot recall ever seeing it cheaper than $17.99. That's what you can get it at right now for the next, uh, oh, that's right. We were going to look at that. Uh, 29 hours and 55 minutes. So th- just under 30 hours from now, it's four o'clock in the morning, Pacific time. You do the math. So to recap, we had the Saints Row Ultimate Franchise Pack, 55% off, $14.28, April 18th. Soma, uh, 40% off, $70.99 for the next 30 hours. Geometry Wars Three Dimensions, uh, 50% off for $7.49 now through April 18th. And, uh, new noteworthy Marble, uh, Mountain, Amaranthine, and our feature of course was Enter the Gungeon. Do they dare? Well, I'll see you next week. Hopefully, there may not even be an episode next week, depending on what happens. I mean, I'm gonna be in, in Linux Fest for a while. Leaving on Thursday, I'm coming back on, like, Monday, so we'll see. We'll, we'll work something out, hopefully. Cheers, thanks for listening, and uh, <laughs> uh Enter the gungeon. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. 
for details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.